Hey, Zach, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Fun, man. Crazy times. Yeah, you know? no, it's good, it's good to hear from you, man. Yeah, it's been a while. I think uh, the last. Well, it's been no time because I've never, I've only met you once. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You did really meet me once. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I think we met for the first time uh, five years ago, maybe. Oh my gosh, you're right. We yeah, so we oh, met twice. Boy. Yeah, that's how I knew you because oh. uh, we have but a mutual. Yeah, those are friends. Yeah, that was like I think that was like your orientation week or whatever. Yeah. Like it was like your first year. It was, and it was like it's like you're a baby. You know, you wouldn't remember when you're a baby because it's like your first experiences. It's like the same kind of thing. It's just like school's just started. I'm not gonna remember any of this because the friends that I have then were like mm -hmm. nowhere close to the friends I have now. Dude, I actually have a picture uh, from like that night. What were you visiting? In Calgary, then? Uh, no, that was like I was in my second year. Oh, I was in my second year, first semester, and then you, were, you, and our our mutual friend was uh in you you guys' first first year, first semester, and I have a picture from that night uh, where yeah. we took a selfie together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're the one who spearheaded that picture taking. It was good. Yeah, I had a selfie stick that I got for free from oh, that uh, carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and nice. uh, yeah, I remember that night, and then we met again this year. And that felt like a chance encounter, you know, like it felt yes. like uh, it was yeah. meant to be. So yeah. I'm glad that it happened. I, I really admire the way you think and I really admire the Thank lifestyle you. <laughs> that you have. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll talk more my... about that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so how, how you been? I'm good, man. This uh, pandemic has been pretty difficult. I had to, like, like I told you before, like I had to move back from uh, Waterloo uh back home kind of prematurely i guess and uh you know yeah. my convocation got uh, postponed or canceled or whatever that really does and suck. that really hurt a lot and it kind of yes, it, it did mess with my mental health that i couldn't i couldn't say goodbye to my friends before i left you know and i kind of had to like basically jump on a plane and uh leave abruptly and uh that, but it is what it is you know like, it is what it is yeah let's be grateful for what we have how, how are you doing i'm good I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, I think I could say I've never been better. Wow. I always say that, but it's like, you know, people are like, you always say this. And I was like, oh, I mean it. But some days I probably don't say it. I don't know. I but, mean, uh, so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, go on. Oh, I'm, I'm doing really, really good. Uh, I'm using this test, this rest time to rest, mm -hmm. first of all, getting lots of sleep. I'm fasting Ramadan, sort of in my own sense, though, because I've always been doing it my own way. My family doesn't fast. My mm -hmm. girlfriend, actually, she's right there. She's working. Mm -hmm. She's also fasting with me. And uh, we've been doing, so at first we started to do no water, the usual, like I usually do. And I've been fasting now for like four or five years. And um, Wow. But now this year I decided to do day, days on and off with water. And uh, then eventually, three weeks in, I just decided to keep doing water every day because I don't get enough water. Mm -hmm. my muscles they're really tight and like i'm stretching and i, I just think my body needs it really, you know <laughs> yeah i know man it's good it's to be hydrated way, you know it's good to be hydrated and also think like for me uh yeah i'm I'm fasting with my family my, my dad doesn't fast but my uh my mom does and then i i've all like over the past maybe four years i i really didn't fast with my mom because i was like on my on my atheistic agnostics you know mm, rebellious yeah. journey at the point and, uh, <laughs> i had a lot of uh, a lot of anger and uh towards you know conformed religion and whatnot and um i was like no i'm not gonna fast but then 
over time I matured a bit and then you realize like, oh, it's just not a spiritual benefit, but there's lots of other physical, physiological benefits to it as well. Like uh, in I, I am a kin student, so I've been yeah. uh, wow. reading a lot about dry fasting and there's actually a, a bulk of literature on it uh, really? in the scientific mm-hmm. community. And one of the biggest consensus of uh, this literature and, uh, you know, I'm just tr- oversimplifying it, obviously, but it actually increases the number of mitochondria that you have in your body. So mitochondrial biogenesis is, is the proper term for That's it. That's interesting. And That's why we gain muscles a little bit quicker. Mm, I, I mean, like the main thing, yes, for sure. Like it helps with your uh, energy, energy transfer energy. and like also uh, it allows you to like, um, uh, you know, have more respiration basically you're you're creating uh you're converting energy faster the rate of respiration is increases because you have more mitochondria right. uh in your body and when you say dry do you mean that that means no water uh dry fasting is no water uh just uh, basically no water no food um but i mean wet fasting or you know just drinking water or coffee has shown benefits as well so it's not like one or the other it's like obviously it's there's benefits for fasting in general from food it's yeah and we don't have to do any studies to show that because you can ask me, you can ask all the Muslims. It's just something mm-hmm. I look forward to every year. Wow. That's, that's pretty interesting, man. Cause I, interestingly, I think, yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just going to say um, that I had an opposite experience to you because my family never grew up fasting because we're smileys and the smileys mm-hmm. has have lost this sort of path just of fasting, I guess for Ramadan, even though it's one of the five pillars, like it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we do it some most of us do it but my family never really did in pakistan my family did once you get here i think things have a tendency to assimilate but uh i started out of interest of friends who were doing it friends who were muslim yeah i think for me it's been um i grew up in a pretty interesting household actually because my mom has always been very religious very like heavily religious with uh She's Muslim and, uh, you know, she truly believes in, in, in the word of God and, you know, everything that comes with it. But my dad, on the other hand, was uh, and still is to this day very agnostic slash atheistic. So I, I kind of grew up in this duality where, um, you know, certain things were allowed, certain things weren't allowed. But thankfully, I'm grateful to say that my parents never, uh, you know, never like forced upon any of their views on me. You know, there really? was there was strong influence for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I'm like very grateful for that because they gave me the chance to read and to like kind of uh, come to my own consensus rather than being influ- influenced. And I feel like a lot of people don't get that opportunity. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. And, and it, yeah, it makes those are you, the wise parents. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just very grateful. And uh, yeah, like fasting for me now, like this is the first time, this is the longest streak I've had, 28 days. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I can say the same because don't know why, but in the past, I've always had days where I just, I don't know. You know, I think it's different quarantining because me, like I'm not doing it to the same strict sense and I've always kind of done that. So I had days where I just didn't fast and oftentimes I would I would be traveling or something. So I would pause and then re, 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 uh, I make up the days later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And work doesn't stop me or anything either. I, I've been working on fa- while fasting too. And my energy levels are great. Really? I okay. By that. I feel like for me, the first three weeks are great. I feel like right now, maybe it's because I, I am studying for uh, 
I am studying for the MCATs now, and uh, it, it takes a lot of energy. Well, that's your brain, you know, it's using yeah. a ton of, ton of energy. And because of that, I, I feel like now, like four weeks in, I am feeling like around, around maybe, oh, and I should clarify that, you know, usually when, you're, when Muslims are fasting, they wake up in the middle of the night or like in early morning, you know, at, at uh, dawn to, you know, before dawn actually to get a meal mm-hmm. in. And so you don't, you're not fasting for a long period of time, but mm-hmm. I tend to just like eat one meal a day. So I would do oh, okay, okay. fast or something because I just don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and, uh, right. and disrupt my sleep. Like I yeah. value that you more. value sleep. And yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing. You know, you know that it's good for you and it actually, it does so much for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, yeah, well, actually to clarify as well, some Muslim, am I correct that they, they also are staying up a little bit later at night to pray and to read the Quran and then eat a little hundred well. percent. Yeah. I think and then like, they, do they also, so that is that two more meals added in, in, because of the morning as well. I, I think like the eating window is between uh, basically dusk to dawn, right? You can eat as much as you want during those periods of time. So yeah. there's the meal. actually I'll tell you one experience that I'm having now during Ramadan, which is uh, at iftar time, which is like the meal that everyone, you know, has together to break the fast. Usually, like the entire family, I think two things kind of played a part in this. So one thing is that we're in a pandemic, and so literally everyone's home. So there's six of us in the same house. You know, I'm back from school. My sister's back from school. My dad's working Amazing. from home. So I think it's the first time in a long time that we're all kind of together in the same space and we're coexisting. You know? Yeah, you're coexisting after have left. You know, which means right, a lot right. You guys it have a changed. huge change and also <laughs> that and the fact that it's ramadan right now having an iftar kind of like forces the family to sit down and have a meal together and that's something we kind of lost throughout the last five years maybe where everyone was kind of like having their individual meals watching youtube videos or netflix videos i or, know man that's know? so true and it's sad yeah i'm really glad it's come back and it's come back for me too mm-hmm. uh even though like i'm fasting my dad doesn't eat a lot during the day and he keeps telling himself he wants to uh and then he, just, he would just eat when i eat and we all eat together when we break fasting and uh hannah's living with me too and fasting so it, it, it works well it's, it's a nice family dinner yeah for sure i mean it it it's it's a it's like the culture is coming together and then uh the religious aspect of it too i find at least this time of the uh, year i feel like if anything there's like a an atmosphere of like serenity don't you think like you know at least that's my observation yeah yeah of course because of quarantine as well it's it's a bit of a humble 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 feeling you get from nature when you're stuck at home due to it's doing like it really shows you we're not used to um impact Fortunately, not right now, but maybe in the future. Actually, fortunately, we're not, I guess, as much. I mean, I can say that being here in North America, but where where true impacts are shown, it's it's like it's a, it's a world that we're not aware of in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, yeah, on top of that, I think of families who are not able to get together with their family or um, families or people who just rely on the religious community as their, oh, that's like, that's brutally hitting them mentally, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I do agree. I think economically as well, like around the world, it's just not a local thing, right? It's a global pand- it's a pandemic, global pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I know around the world, the next few years are going to be difficult for everyone just to like kind of bounce back from, you know, this catastrophe. But like it really, if anything, it makes you realize how frail our systems can be, you know, like how much is out of our control, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, is a, it is a very humbling ex- experience to say the least. You know, I, I, I told you about my, uh, my anger, my anger towards this virus, you know, my. Mm, yes, tell me about it. Relentless anger, just because I was angry because of how it impacted my life, right? And it was, it was a very narcissistic, selfish way of looking at things, right? You well, know? it's just natural. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. Like we see, uh, we have an impact. We take it into our own account. And the part of that is that you're thinking about it all the time. Well, when you're staying at home in two weeks, like learn to just, learn to just think, think, think. That's mm-hmm. all we do. Go on. I, I think sitting with uh, sitting with your own thoughts is a difficult task, you know. It is. Yeah. And uh, if you left to our own devices, like you know, like I was, well, funny funny thing was that I flew back home and then I had to self isolate in my own house for ah, fourteen so days, right? Yeah, yeah. And so for fourteen days, I was facetiming my parents while they're in the same house. Wow, you were diligent. That's. I great. mean, I just wanted to take, you know. You know, I, I just took into consideration all the you know guidelines or whatever, just because like yes, you know, yeah, oh you, ha- oh, you have to, yes, yeah, of course. So, yeah, so that was difficult, and then you know, and I did a lot of thinking during that time actually. Uh, maybe you know, two weeks from when did I come back? Maybe March 25th is when I came back, and then mm. during those two weeks, I realized like, wow, like I, I really love my freedom, you know, yes like these freedom is something to stand for and that's what a lot of civilizations have said Mm -hmm. because these civil liberties once they're taken away from you man you really really understand like you know in the lack of or the absence of these uh these freedoms you're like damn i really like going to the coffee shop or i really even stuff like you know when a lot of there's a big spectrum there's a big big Mm -hmm. spectrum and that's why you know, we can say that we live in the land of the free or we can say that Canada is a free country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's those many, many, many of us who have different levels of that freedom, obviously, mm-hmm. in the system we live in. And I think that comes with intersectionalities as well, right? Like depending yeah. on your own personal experiences of like, you know, life, oh, yeah. ex- life course experiences that shape who you are mm-hmm. will determine your level of freedom. Well, that's why I love the spreading of ideas at this moment. It's amazing. It's like that's the key it's like honestly i don't like as much as we sometimes bash social media for being uh, occupying our time and feeding us dopamine mm-hmm. in our throats it's like such a good tool for spreading knowledge it's like youtube Spotify, anything like that you know i think like it's a double-edged sword right like course, uh, like anything i i did find myself going on social media more since the quarantine happened oh and, i know. You know we all did yeah and uh, i find that you know, especially Instagram, I think, is a, a huge culprit. And maybe it's just a, it's a personal thing. But I find uh, that uh, you're subconsciously, as you're scrolling through your feed, you're subconsciously, or at least I am, subconsciously comparing myself to uh, the, the lives of, you know, people that they have portrayed on this uh, social media site. Right. You know, and it's not necessarily an accurate portrayal of what is going on you know it's a no it's almost a facade so of course it's their best uh, it's their best face but also i don't know i've um I've, that definitely happens to me and a lot of people but i've tried to follow people who i, who I really care about and i mm-hmm. just like stick to that but recently i've been like 
adding meme pages slowly, slowly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about me. I was so out of the memes, like, for years, for years. I had no idea. And then I just I started getting into it. But honestly, I got to go and follow them. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's huge for entertainment, man. The internet, internet is just, yeah. like, yeah. incredible. Like, I, I don't know the amount of times that I'm just, like, scrolling, I don't know, Reddit or whatever. And then I'll just... Right read something ridiculous and i'm just laughing for a good you know three three to five seconds you know awesome. that's a really good thing that's good you know have a little chuckle i i'm jealous of people who are on reddit because i'm not i've never been able to use it i just i think there are some who are like especially going to university i see like people are really into reddit and uh the information you can get from the internet Mm-hmm. I don't even watch that many podcasts and I get my information from people mostly and that's why I talk a lot to people. And I, can, I mean, I, you're I really sharpening your, your social skills, right? That's like a huge thing that I think it's kind of lacking in, in our generation. Like oh, I, I know. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's even worse for younger kids. I think at least like, yeah, you know, is. my younger brother, he's constantly on his iPad and I, I don't know how effective uh, education will be over zoom or whatever, or over, uh, social media just because you know these no, kids are just like impact. it'll make a big impact you know they're they're on it yeah. but i can see my brother like he mutes his microphone and he's just like you know saying naughty things <laughs> to his teacher <laughs> you know <That's> so good. <laughs> and uh and then he unmutes it again you know as, as he's talking to himself <laughs> and he's he, he, he's eight years That's old you, know? you can't do in class you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean the whole whole situation is kind of funny you know he's like he wakes up yeah. he has a, a one class at 10 and he wakes up at like I don't know nine forty five maybe, yeah. And then he just like they have they have a Google meet uh, Google meeting hangouts whatever. And um, everyone's microphones like muted. They're all like playing Fortnite or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, it, it's wild. It's <laughs> it's nothing like when we went to school, you know. Like there there no, isn't that I much supervision. How that works. Like 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 if you maybe raise your hand and the teacher sees you and then you the teacher can unmute you because I'm sure that they are the masters. Like you can't just have everybody talking in one side of the yeah i mean like from from what i've seen all the kids have their videos turned off as well unless they want to be seen so they're very tech oh, okay. technologically savvy um, you're right yeah but i was just telling my brother i was like Savvier hey you're definitely i mean like you know i think that's just like the trend that life follows right like yeah i know it is <laughs> so one generation is not the same as the next it's always been the case yep and the rate yeah. of evolution just increases over you know it does yeah and that's time. why i think that at the point where this is all over they're going to be craving social interaction and there's always different types of people there's always people who go against the grain always mm-hmm. but it's, so it's whether it, the question is whether you allow for that in what society and what, what kind of world you want to live, live in i guess and it goes back to freedom I mean, don't get me wrong. Access to education is huge, right? Like something like Khan Academy, you know, is, is like a resource that I'm using right now to study for my MCAT. And right. it's free. It's, it's ridiculous that it's free. because well, There's the, lots of university you, you can know? do for free. There's lots of learning you can do for free. And that's the best thing. That's the best thing. It's just mm-hmm. that we've been, we want to hold on, at least like our system wants to hold on to the fact that you need a paper and a degree. Because universities are, are good places for like collaboration. But in the end, they're a business. And a business thrives off of profit. Mm-hmm. And university, in many many ways, is, is is just out to get you money. They are, man. And kind I, of drawn out, like four years. I'm thinking, like four years is too much. Sometimes I'm like <laughs> done two or three, and I just thought that I'm ready to go. But they're just kind of drawing it out. It's like the same stuff over and over. It depends what program, of course. I think 
for me throughout my university experience um the first couple of years were just kind of like i mean i think when you first met me right we were very yeah. different people we were, we were, we were children back then yeah and um i remember my main goal going into university well i was 17 first of all the fact that you have to make a ridiculous choice like you know spending that much money on something at the age of 17 like deciding what you want to do is uh kind of outrageous to be honest because I, I wasn't ready in australia in australia you see actually if you travel that you see a lot of australians traveling it's because mm. most kids take the gap year it's just part of the culture right 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 to like kind of find themselves i guess you yes know, the yeah exploration phase exactly I, I was like watching a bunch of YouTube videos. I about think that's why out. they got rid of grade 13, to be honest. I think that may have been the origin. Like just give some time off, you know, gets a, I don't know. But now it's just like go to university faster. A lot of it out. also has to do with like this competitive nature. And a lot of it is culturally incentivized. Right. And um, I, at least it was for me, like, you know, there's like a comparison. Like I have, I have like 21 cousins on my mom's side or whatever, like a whole bunch of cousins. And they're all highly educated, you know, so there's an expectation of, of you coming out and, you know, coming out of an immigrant family, you know, my, our, our parents do work very, very hard to get us to a place where we can excel as well. So I understand, I understand the sacrifice. I understand the, uh, you know, the implications of it, but yeah. to like rush through things sometimes ha can have like negative effects over positive effects, right? Especially when you're 17 and you don't know what you're doing and you don't kind of all depends on how you grow up and how your parents allow you to, to basically access some freedoms because mm -hmm. you know if you live in a family whose whose definition of success is like making good happen in the world or making you feel good mm -hmm. or whether it's uh maybe it's power and status and money it completely creates a new child it's a completely different child and that's what we now sort of are facing. I think, I think a lot of, yeah, it's just like, it's so hard to talk about this stuff because I'm mm -hmm. coming from a family that allows me to have freedoms in mm -hmm. what I want to do. And they understand because they've been through the American dream and they've seen it's a flaw that mm -hmm. I'm, my success is just based on whatever, whatever I think is the best. That's they, beautiful, man. They that's... can't guide me. They can't do anything. Mm -hmm. They can, they can lead by example, but they can't really tell me what to do the way i look at it for me it took me it took me basically four years or maybe three and a half years of university to really realize what i truly wanted to become you know who i truly wanted to become and that journey wasn't a linear path you know i remember my first semester i failed four out of my seven midterms and i remember mm. um that first semester, I remember getting a letter from my academic counselor saying that I need to improve my standing or else I'm at risk of withdrawing from my uh, program. And at this point, I'm 18. Maybe I'm 18. Yeah, November. Yeah, I'm 18. And, you know, I'm trying to figure, figure this thing. I just moved away from home. I'm like 3,600 yeah. kilometers away from home, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know what they really should do is they should give you an adjustment here. You know, you get in and you're just like very few classes maybe, you mm -hmm. know, some intro uh but you get your standing you get your ground with your social life because that's so important and no one thinks it's important because oh it's not, it's not profit true. i mean like look at I, I look back at my first couple years and look at the foolery that i was like a part of you know and like in the sense that yes it did help with my social life but i felt like i was 
I was prioritizing that so much over my education that uh, sometimes yeah. I felt you're that right. I was being someone who I wasn't supposed to be, you know? Yeah, you're right. But do you think we just crave that foolery because we're like, we're strictly guided? What if we were had more freedom? You know, what if we had more autonomy? Like I saw school in the EU when I was traveling around Europe. It was like completely accountability was all on the individual. Mm. I think no it has baby. to do with autonomy, you know, like the more autonomous yeah. you are, the, the better, the more freedoms you have, like you said, I think the more, and that, the more responsibility you have basically, right? Like the, you're, you are responsible for yourself. You have, you have an individual that, yeah. responsibility. Exactly. And then that responsibility turns into finding yourself because mm-hmm. you're, it's just like giving kids money to, well, I'm actually going to go work for this job in BC and it's really intriguing. And I think they're a very good, business model an idea don't know if they're managed the best but they do um they get kids involved they have school properties that they own where they have gardens they've created gardens urban gardens and they get the community as well as kids involved and they pay them to pick sell at the farmers markets and on top of that we provide them well i mean i guess like we facilitate workshops on entrepreneurship That's amazing, yeah. cooking and so like this kind of uh, since like it just inspires me because it's like you're giving the kids the autonomy for what they want that what they want to do first of all like this is not some kind of camp that parents have put you in this is like something that you sort of are more attracted to i'm sure mm-hmm. at least these kids are you know because kids are very passionate especially nowadays like so smart you know i think giving kids the choice just freedoms of like what they want to do for self-expression is probably the best thing you can do as a parent. You know, you don't want to be a helicopter parent or like a, an overprotective parent, you know, trying to like shelter your child from evil, you know, and, and ironically the children that are sheltered the most, when they do face evil, they, they can't react to it appropriately. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think it comes to culture too. There's like, there's difference between culture that's like uh, conservative. I, I like to say maybe, or hmm. um, maybe less risk taking. And then there's a family who is more risk-taking. For example, mine, like, well, maybe, yeah. Maybe it has to do with the immigrant story, but maybe not, because there's also a difference in uh, religious culture that comes into play. Mm. But, like, we risked everything. We started businesses on our own. My dad didn't go to university, and we just figured out money. We figured out the game mm. in order way to, to, do, to do it well. Uh, that's that's it, amazing, man. It takes a man. hustle. It takes a It drive. is a yeah. hustle. It's like, it's like yeah. that uh, thing that, you know, like – one thing I'm realizing now that I, I graduated, like my last semester was uh, last winter and, um, you know, class of 2020, COVID-19 class. Um, but after I graduated, now I'm finally realizing that, holy, this is, this is a life course. Mm-hmm. This is a life course of figuring it out. And it's not, it's not, you know, this is the first time I'm put into a situation mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to the universe and God or, you know, like, my parents for yeah. sheltering me at this point, you know, I'm living at home. I'm, I'm eating at oh, home. That's amazing. You know, I have yeah. a roof over my head. I can't complain, you know? Yeah. But it's also, it, it is also the first time I'm living in true uncertainty, you know, because I have school kind of provides this bubble um, where, you know, you, you do live a structured life and it, it kind of emulates real life, but not really, you know what I mean? Like there's, you can always fall back. If you fail, you fail, of course, whatever, you know, you can, you can come back up. Yes. And there's a safety net that's always there. 
Um, Did you say that in the back of your mind? Marks are money and money's marks. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For some people, for some people, not me. Yeah. No, I mean, that actually goes back to like, I actually want to talk to you about this. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, you know, we went to Waterloo, University of Waterloo, right? And I felt like at the university, and I don't know how your experience was, um, but I felt like, and I studied kinesiology, right? Uh, yeah. Fairly unknown, I guess, compared to like other 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 uh, programs, you know. Uh, you know, fa- fairly unknown uh, program, kinesiology, and right. um, like I, there's a bunch of you know, I guess there is like a perceived hierarchy amongst students that are there. You know, like you know, uh, I felt like sometimes that my self-worth was reflected by my degree, you know, and maybe that's coming from a place of insecurity, but it was definitely oh, amplified by my experiences or my interactions with other people, at least. That yeah. Were an engineer well, maybe it's a social context thing. So social context, because it's kind of how society's always been. Like it's, there's, there's always been cl- like, I guess, classes, classes, mm. people who are turn, tend not to be this way, turn out to be this way. And then we get a little bit, too comparative especially nowadays and especially like growing up in high school high school is that 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 class system really it's just it's just like honestly it's exaggerated because school is just like a little mini universe Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think it comes naturally with just as we are as humans like we compare Mm -hmm. yeah I, I think it also has to do with um, like constant, not not really constant actually. But a lot of it is just you know your perception, you know, that yeah. that plays into it. But I think that you know uh, a university that's really well known for a certain program kind of overshadows you know the other programs that are a part of the university as well. So I mean, like, not to take away from you know, whatever program seems to be the best. Cause obviously they're doing something right, you know, to, to provide the university with that kind of stability or reputation or whatever it may be. Right. The education yeah. quality is definitely high. Right. It's not, yeah. it's yeah. not, it's, not a, it's kind of also where the money is. Cause right. think about it. It's schools. Schools are always just like, okay, is it uh is it medical? Is it finance or is it uh, uh law or is it engineering? Right. right. And that's like, that's the, the positions that people desire because Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately a lot of like i'm sure more more than uh, than you think are interested in it because of the money and not because of the actual profession mm-hmm. i mean like overall though I, I felt like the quality of education i got at the university was pretty amazing looking back now i, I know like waterloo is amazing incredible school man i think the last <laughs> couple years of my life there my, my like year three and year four for me were like the best years because I kind of came out of my shell and I started learning. I learned how to learn. You know what I mean? And it took me a long time to learn how to learn. I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what if I can think back when I I learned how to learn. And I don't know. But I think it was after I left for Vancouver and I came back. Uh, I was just on a co-op experience. Were you in co-op? I was in co-op, yeah. So, I mean, I was lucky enough. Yeah. I did complete co-op, yeah. It was a... my experiences with co-op were pretty, I mean, it, it is a mark of resilience, I guess. Like I remember my first one, 
dude, I applied 122 places and I, I, I cold called. So like Waterloo works was not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I had people. zero experience at this time. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to write. Yeah. I didn't know how to read, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my, but that's why companies should good. be there for you to learn. Companies are a learning place, especially being an intern, being a co-op. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not treated that way. Sometimes I've had an experience where I was put in and they expected me to know everything. And it's like, not as much as I thought, because obviously like, you know, before you get the job or once you get the job, you're like, holy shit, I don't know any of this mm-hmm. stuff. And people are like, don't worry, you'll learn on the job. And it's mm-hmm. so true. They do allow for that. Uh, co-op is an amazing opportunity. That's what I wanted to say earlier was that I think it's the future. It's just such an amazing way to get experience. You're for always sure, on the, sort, of, sort of on the grind, but also living in cool places if you want. And then I have to have the option where you can take some terms off like I did last time. It was just the, I think, I yeah, know, for just me. It's a deal breaker. Like, I got so much out of co-op. It's amazing. That's incredible, man. Because I, I, I think I, I can say the same. But for me, co-op experiences really brought on a lot of, uh, obviously, career growth. But mostly, like, personal growth. I, I felt like the amount of grit and resilience, resilience that I gained from my co-op experience is just like getting rejected 122 times or whatever crazy yeah. number that yeah. was. And then yeah. I remember my first semester, I came back home and I was just like hella depressed because I, I, I yeah. didn't know where I was going. I'm like four months off and it yeah. was winter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back in Calgary, a city that I haven't lived in because I, I grew up in, in Toronto. So like I didn't oh, really know okay. people here either. Right. And um, so then being here, I remember like everything kind of worked out because I, I think I got a co-op job. Um, actually, this is a pretty funny story because I did two jobs for free. I didn't even get paid that semester. If I wow. Correctly. Yeah. So, I mean, but it kind of shaped my life in the sense that it. Yeah, that's worth it, more than money. I would hope so, man. I mean, like, I would, I would like to justify it like that. Um, <laughs> just because I remember I was working in a clinic. I was volunteering at a clinic from, like, like I, I was running 12-hour days, basically with wow. like a research job and a clinic clinical wow. job and uh that's rough. the research professor that i met at that co-op at that opportunity he said i can't pay you but i can help you uh publish a paper you know Great. so i sat down with yeah. him and he taught me everything that i learned about research and that got me like that's amazing more positions you know yeah 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 oh exactly and and where would you be without co-op you know you wouldn't have exactly, made, it not, yeah. made that same hustle the hustle that i went through was like insane because i didn't really like i i knew you could take off one term of co-op and uh I just somehow had faith. Like I just had like it in my brain. I was like, I'm going to prove to my parents because I asked them, you know, like I, I it wasn't really asking. I don't really ask my parents. I, I tell them mm-hmm. that I'm going to go on this road trip. This guy's going out to Vancouver Island. He's going to live in Tofino for a while. He's living in a tent, but he got a job. <laughs> I think I'm going to go out and just make my way and like find myself out in, in an un- uncomfortable new environment and, and, and truly like put my, my skills to the test and work as hard as I can to find a job. And if it counts for co-op, then, then hooray. Mm-hmm. So then I only knew one person in the whole city, like really, truly. And I barely kind of knew him anyways. He was from a camp I worked at in Northwestern Ontario. So I met him. He said that I got a, he's got a room for rent in uh, in this house. It's this uh, old, old, you know, ranch kind of looks like it, but it's in the middle of the city. It's in the middle of East Vancouver, Commercial Broadway. Mm. And the, the style of the house is like, it's called the Revis, Revelstoke house. You know, it's very pointy. It's like got a huge property. 
Uh, it's like one of a kind in its area. I mean, they're all kind of looking like that, but they're all modeled after that house because that house was the oldest on the block. It was definitely the farmhouse, like 1890s built. Damn, that's amazing. And yeah, so I lived in this closet and it had uh, <laughs> it had a window and another closet in it, but definitely you can't call that a room. I was paying $400 a month. And uh, best location because I could just find a job anywhere. I could, it was so close to the metro. To the, uh, you are structure. a very um, well-traveled man, you know. I mean, like from from in our experiences. Oh, I'm very well-traveled. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit about your experiences traveling? Because I feel like a lot of listeners. Uh, yeah, of course. Like you know. Yeah. I'll get into it right now because this is how it started. Uh, I ended up finding myself a job through connections, and that's mm-hmm. why that it, this interpersonal skills stuff it, it goes a long way. And I get it. I don't think I get it from my my life you know i get it from my grandfather i get it from my dad and maybe even my previous lives mm. and uh I'm, I'm it's so easy for me to connect two people together it's like insane but i just yeah i just go off of things that i that i that i learn um, i think having a good memory is really important <laughs> in general mm. because you would get i'd get things and i would like put them in the back in a category just in the back of my head you know and if i ever come across it again then i'm going to look into it i'm going to do it now it's, it takes discipline mm. uh so like if someone messaged me on the phone, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to forget. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to just message back. And uh, that's a great skill to have, man. Yeah. Uh, like responding like that correspondence is, is huge, man. With, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then there's uh, informational interviews and stuff. So I did a ton of those, like probably eight or nine. And uh, one of them was, and so the job I ended up getting was like the last resort, you know, which is kind of like mm-hmm. labor job, but I counted it as co-op kind of made some bullshit up and mm-hmm. uh, it worked out. It was a great job. I worked outside. I got like, I know what it's like now to work outside. I got to know the whole city of Vancouver. I was driving around, uh, moving bikes around for the bike share. Um, and I got to do some logistics stuff too and planning stuff. But, you know, aside from that, somehow my next, my, my winter term, I, I told these this story to the interviewer and I guess they liked it. And so they wanted somebody out of the box or somebody likable, right? That's how I got my next job. That was mm. in Toronto. Then after that, that was my last job, <laughs> I think. Yeah, until I'm going out again. But uh, so then after that, I decided another thing was that I, I got these ideas. Uh, Hannah, my girlfriend, she was going to Senegal and she's going to be there for eight months as mm-hmm. a part of her in-dev program at Waterloo. Senegal is in West Africa. And that's a long time. And I just met her. Oh, also, I just met her before I left for this road trip across the States when I went. So I kind of like knew her for like two months and then I just like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. You guys yeah. had like a pretty good connection then. Oh yeah. It was like, it was like soulmate connection. Wow. It is soulmate connection. And uh, that's how, you know, you know, we're just confident. And then she came and lived with me for like three weeks or so after in August, uh, which was good. Cause she got to know all my friends out there. Now I have a whole base of people that I'm going back to. I'm actually going to be living in that closet uh, starting June third i think i'll get there uh driving out again um so then so i knew she was gonna be in Senegal. i knew i wanted to like you know i was stuck in this office job in the winter mm-hmm. job consulting engineering transportation planning you know i'm capable of doing these things and it just didn't interest me i didn't like sitting for eight hours a day like i didn't like being in a cold office and that, right you know i would walk in hi 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 sit down at my desk and that's what everybody does and then just zone up, just zone out and get into your work because there's so much work to be done, first of all. Second, you kind of, there's a social atmosphere that's like not healthy. Uh, and this is just this case. I know this is not all offices. 
and I can't wait to have an office job that I like, but I don't know if I ever mm-hmm. will because I don't know if I'm going to go do an office job ever again. But um, sometimes it takes those experiences like in co-op is again, another reason why it's so valuable to, <clears throat> to like what you, to know what you like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. I, I think like, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of incredible how your path was hard from like your previous experiences. And I, I think that's how it is for everyone, right? Like going into something, it's a lot of uncertainty and you, you can, you can kind of fool yourself into thinking like, Hey, what if things went this way? Or what if things kind of weren't, you know, the way that it's going right now, because you're, you're trying to resist the flow of resist events. The flow. That's right? it. That's exactly it. It's not that it happened, uh, sort of, uh, like that. I look back at it and say like, thank God, I'm actually like, I believe that this was the path that I was written for me because there's so many signs and I can't explain it because it's just my life. Mm-hmm. there's so many exactly that, you can't explain it right yeah 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 which is why i like i'm very I, that's why i took that practice to um get into the flow and understand how the flow works and i recommend everybody do that it's something that's so valuable it's just to let go and it goes back to what we said about parents and how what they think about their kids it's just this letting go aspect like mm-hmm. let a flower do its thing you know nature is resilient so are we exactly yeah uh, and which is why then i had the confidence to go and and travel across europe with so little money and uh just a 40 liter backpack so so how did and, that trip look like because i'll i well, have some travel stories as well so i just want to oh yeah yeah let's do this, it yeah um so at first i i finished school summer term and then i decided that i wanted to go to camp camp is like a very special place for me it's actually a christian camp it's in uh it's called manitoba pioneer camp mm-hmm. and it's just in northwestern ontario two hours outside of winnipeg so I'd, i would usually go there as a kid uh fly to winnipeg but i've been instruct like a counselor a couple of times right and i just was drawn to it and i shouldn't have been and, and, and see this is a perfect example because i shouldn't have been drawn to it because the comfortable easy thing to do would have been stay at home or stay at waterloo for the whole month of august which i was paying rent for Right, right. And I would be with my girlfriend before she leaves on this eight-month journey. There's no reason why I should have gone, but I was just drawn to it. And that's something also I can't explain. It's just something. I think that's just like, you know. Mysterious, magical island, you know. Like the, you know, people. some people call it the universe. Some people call it like this. There, There's, I, I believe that there's like, you know, certain potentialities that you can feel within yourself. And um if you choose to listen exactly in some innate feeling that if you choose if you know it's the right thing to do you know like you know within yourself and if you're brave enough to go forth with humility and courage you can you know manifest exactly exactly manifest if your mind is open to it if your mind has been open to that idea of even manifesting in the first place some people uh especially uh, i fear for the young generation who are always given options or who are always given a path or like they're given a coloring book that's just an outline of some disney character and they have to color it in mm-hmm. you need to be open to your own listening to yourself right that's what meditation does that's what that's what sports does music does you know it's like completely in tune with uh, someone you are when you're not thinking all the time it's almost the dualities of life kind of it's it's, it's like on a on a scale on a balancing scale right like you have you know, even if you're thinking about the brain, right, you have your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere, right? And uh, 
you know, like your, your analytical side of your life or yourself or your being. And then you have like your more creative, open, you know, expanding, you know, uh, side of your brain as well. And I think like, I, I know you're a very creative person. We have played music together before and you're, you yeah, have a beautiful yeah. voice and you have incredible, Thanks. you have an incredible guitar. You have incredible music skills as well. And I learned a lot from you from that one interaction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to say was that I, I find, I don't know if you find this as well, but when I am trying to produce, when I'm trying to create music, right. I find that if I'm not conscientious or if I don't have a disciplined uh, schedule, you know, like I'm like, okay, every Sunday I have to record one song and I have to do this. I know that maybe there'll be times where I'm feeling a lot of energy or feeling a lot of creative flow. Right, I can't right, manifest right. it because I don't have that form of self-discipline without the schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I truly think like treating these creative outlets as if, you know, there is a form of, of discipline in it or a form of schedule, you know, like kind of like an athlete, right? Like working, working out these kinks or, um, you know, working. It's definitely the same. Yeah. Challenging yourself. You know, I find that this year uh, more than ever, I've evolved a lot in my music where I, I am like, you know, learning pieces that are, that are like, you know, outside, just, just a little bit outside of my scope, you know, yeah, not too much, yeah, like not yeah. too difficult, not too easy. It's just like, yeah, I, I, isn't everything like that? I think that's where, that's the, that's the little beautiful space of like flow. And that's yeah. a beautiful space for like growth. I think. Those yeah. Are- and then at some point, you know, some people might be listening to this and being like, that's not me. I can't do this. But like at some mm-hmm. point practice, it, it develops a sort of, it gets, it gets you you get used to it it's exponential growth man because the hardest thing to do is going from nothing to something right yeah and once you have something things accumulate it's like a hype uh you know it's like a hyperbolic transformation right yeah you can surely explain it exponentially yeah for sure because like another example of that is like i picked up chess maybe two years ago right 2018 i started playing chess and i was horrible i was so bad man i was just like making the dumbest mistakes i was not thinking you know and it took me two years to raise my chess score and this might mean nothing to you know a lot of people but no i i've been playing chess it's so hard because everyone in europe plays and they play online and it's like right right so i've been playing online for the past couple years and i increased my score like i'm in the 1100s now which is significantly higher than what i was two years ago you know and then i find that after breaking the there's a, there was like a little plateau period for me, like maybe around nine, 800 to 900 where I was there mm-hmm. for a long time. Like I was at the same level for at least seven months, eight months. And, you know, after I broke through though, I just kept going after I broke through, like there's mm-hmm. just exponential growth. You know, I started increasing my sure. scores, you know, so it's just, wow. just like life, you know, that's, that's what I explained to people about guitars. Like they always ask me when was like, what, what was the first moment? Like you feel like you, well, what makes you draw back to it every time and what makes you continue doing it? And it's like the mm-hmm. moment that I realized that I could, that I liked hearing myself play, which didn't take very long because a lot of the songs I play are songs that I love to play. That's why like a lot of people don't know because there's for me, you know, I play guitar for myself. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got really liked to improve. And I always love playing new songs. Like I don't mm-hmm. usually return back to old songs too much, but some one of the songs that I really fall in love with, I love to play, play again. 
some people can fall in that trap too where they just only play the stuff they know but that's again, comfortable it right it, oh, it goes back to the same thing right like you know like you know the comfortable path for you at that point in your life would have been to stay in waterloo and be with your girlfriend before she left yeah. for Senegal, right so yeah back to that old exact world. same metaphor that you know and yeah. it, it kind of appears everywhere in life i'm finding now you know at the gym at home at school in your personal relationships and like the fear the fear that kind of like and it's it's all perceived fear i don't think any of it is perceived actual fear. you know yep. real fear yeah um but that per- perception of like failure and the perception of like negative yep. chatter or whatever yeah really it could cause stress gets in the way of your success man it really gets in the way of your stress potential. and anxiety <clears throat> yeah oh yeah man I, yeah I suffer from that like on a daily basis almost really a lot of people <laughs> tell me that that they do uh but like I've, I've learned there's this great book i read and i think a lot of people should read this book it's called mm-hmm. um reasons to stay alive by matt haig and well, it's it, the book's about depression and um mm-hmm. well not just depression just mental health in general and i i read it because of uh people that i cared for were suffering from you know these, these mental illnesses mm-hmm. people that are very close to me so i felt like it was you know even though i was suffering from a lot of it but i couldn't identify it at the time because i didn't have the tools to know that I, this is what was going on, right? And um, yeah. that, this, those books are the best, man. They give you the answer. Right, I always right, loved right. little short reads like that too, and they're easy to read, and you're just like making notes. And the self-help books are the, my favorites. And like it, it kind of taught me that uh, he talks about this this concept called uh, uh, weapons of war, right? So mm-hmm. the idea is like your mental, uh, your demons per se, right? Like your your mm-hmm. mental illness is. Um, you're fighting it, right? You're, you're, you're a fighter, you're resilient and you're fighting it. And then there's right. like different weapons of wars, you know, and these weapons could be anything from, you know, yoga, piano, music, running, walking, podcast, whatever, you know, okay. anything that helps you fight it, you know? Right. right. So I've acquired a lot of these, you know, weapons in my artillery and like, and, that's awesome. You know, now I'm, I'm trying to employ those in my daily life to kind of bring it down right. a little bit. I've laid out my weapons, and I did that actually without even knowing it. It's, exactly. Uh, I've always you don't told even people know I have knew. seven. I have seven pillars. I always said, uh, <laughs> eat, sleep, exercise. Uh, I guess academics or creative. Uh, no, sorry, academics or learning. So learning, mm-hmm. and then um, a creative outlet, and then people, relationships. Mm-hmm. And the last one's God. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven is a magic number. Mm. I mean, God to me, I find uh, now more than ever, I'm finding a lot of these, at least in the Abrahamic texts that I've studied, mm-hmm. finding a lot of these metaphors that are um, that that do apply to your life. You know, like even even if you do not believe in you know oh, yeah. no, creationism or, or you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take it with it. I've always said it's like an art piece. It's an art piece. Like the Quran is an art piece. The Bible, the Torah, so beautiful. It's incredible. And man. so you take it with an interpretation. That's like any art. You take it with you. And, and some people may disagree, but the book says to interpret. Like you know, it is up to your interpretation. It does say. Right? It. it does so say that. It is kind of ironic yeah. when people are like, "No, this is wrong. This is how it's supposed no, to be." I'm they've like, learned that from culture, and culture right. can skew things, and not just culture, but more so power. It's not the religion. And I I find that. I don't know if this is the same experience with you or not, you know, maybe different upbringings, you know, brought on different, uh, uh, different ideas and different perspectives. But 
for me, I found that like the Quran, I can't speak for the Bible. I mean, I, a lot of the stories overlap, right? So the biblical stories, the Abrahamic stories are, are very similar. They just get updated upon each other, right? Like, so, you know, you have Jesus, Moses, Muhammad, or Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, are in that order, Abraham mm-hmm. before that, you know, like Adam mm-hmm. and, uh, David and I think I think with just not with uh, Abrahamic uh, you know stories but with any form of mythology you have these like these uh, shared knowledge I guess shared stories you know things that have lasted for basically thousands of years now yeah and like you know if you look at Greek mythology like you know look at the story of Hercules for example it's like one of my favorite you know like Hercules spends 10 years in labor in order to redeem himself right and like these stories have then transpired into movies too and it's like awesome it's like Right, right. It's awesome it, because they keep they keep retelling the, the the truths and the lessons and why have these stories lasted so long for thousands of years? I think it's because these are the truths, right? Like there's like the truths, they're truths, right. yeah. And I think like I don't think at least this is my personal opinion. Obviously, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I don't, yeah. I'm not claiming to be uh, a scholar or anything. Yeah. But uh, I feel like the tools that we apply to uh, kind of look at science and uh, observe science and kind of you know analyze science cannot be applied to religion i don't think i don't think it, it transcends to like those yeah, two different no. fields right it's like different. parallels right the scientific right. thinking yeah it's parallels just as if the left brain and the right brain are split or just as right if you think maybe the world is made of particles or you may think the world is made of waves you know they're that superposition yeah is that what it's called superposition i think superposition is the property of uh part light particles uh that are both uh you know energy and matter yeah exactly e equals uh, mc squared is yeah. the answer <laughs> so i mean like you know these are it's it's like language right science is a language that we're using to kind of understand yeah, makes only sense a of the language word. i've um, always said that people take it too seriously sometimes and i mm-hmm. say it's just like this is how we explain things right. is, and i was just thinking in the park today i went for a walk at 16 and I was thinking, like, there is no, like, how could you die and say, this is my opinion again, but like, how, how mm. could you die and say there's no purpose to life? That's like right. a very ignorant. Right, right, and, it is. Uh, it's a very uh, nihilistic, nihilistic spiral down, yeah. Of saying it, because the purpose was all there. It was always there. You just choose to understand it and view it or not. Uh, you can't deny anybody a purpose. You can't, you can't deny yeah. the universe a purpose, because it was there. It's in you. It's in you, and it's and that's one thing a lot of people know for sure is that love is always transcendent. You know, I mean, like if you think about the ideas of evil, right, and good, good and evil, right. And, you know, thinking in binaries. Another thing that I don't really like is that growing up, you know, I'm kind of taught like, you know, these are good people, these are bad people. You want to be like the good people because they, you know, help society and they, you know, produce value in society. The bad people take away value from society, and they're they're really not adding anything to the totality of you know whatever's going on like the systems basically they're taking away they're like the negatives right now you know that's a very flawed way of thinking i think personally and it took me a long time to realize this like after reading i don't know it maybe took me like 15 books to understand this concept you know like truly understand this concept and maybe it took a lot of self-introspection mm-hmm. to understand we don't we don't exist in binaries you know yeah like we don't exist like you know good or bad or black and white you know everything is kind of the gray in binaries but what 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 nature is just look at a piece of grass is that mm-hmm. binary it's so detailed 
there's so right. much going on. There's like a right. snail over there, an ant going, and there's worms underneath. Then there's the core of the universe, uh, I mean, of the earth. And then there's the galaxy. And then this is that binary. Sometimes it, it's almost like everything is a psychedelic experience, you know? Yeah. Like well, what do you mean by a psychedelic experience? Um, everything feels like it's almost surreal. You know what I mean? Like there's when you look around, it you look at like trees. It feels like a dream, right? And I I know yeah. this sounds very Deepak Chopra esque, you know, but mm. um, I, I feel like at least in my personal experiences, as I got into meditation and uh, you know, as I've been in that practice of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. you know and uh a great book the, the first book that i read that got me there was the power of now by eckhart tolle yeah and, i've read uh, a, I've, I've read um i guess a little um i guess an inspirational book that, that came based on that was called the present very similar in this yeah and and uh that kind of got me into like like i remember going to the mountains um you know i, I live out west here so the mountains are pretty right. close yeah and i can see them uh from my basically a five minute walk from my house and um it's kind of like when you look at the vastness the the grandiosity of of these 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 rocks basically you know that are erected erected from the ground right you look at it and and you and sorry uh shaped by water Water shaped by eroded over millions of years you know just like just there you know it's just being formed you know yeah but before, back before I started meditating and I started having these, like, I guess, you know, lucid experiences, um, I had, um, like, I would go to the mountains with my family. Yes, the first time you see it, you're, you're ever present, you know. But then you kind of lose the beauty of it the second, mm-hmm. third, fourth time. Because you get a little you, conditioned, right? Right, right. The threshold of your, you, it, it becomes normal. You, know, you normalize it. And uh, basically, like it becomes more of a uh, I guess the squirrel. present experience. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's um, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, it takes these, um, I guess it takes these like defining moments of our life to really truly to see it happen. And it just happened to us early. And it, I think it happens to a lot of people especially before death, like the psychedelic experience, the true, um, I guess, like, like, I guess I wouldn't call it enlightenment, but I would call it awakening. Mm-hmm. That, that tends to occur in these, in these moments. And um, <laughs> if you just know that you can like be, especially when you see someone who's truly in the present. I love the show Midnight Gospel. I finished it just recently. Oh, dude, is that Dunkle Trussell? Yeah, Duncan Trussell. Oh my yeah. god, dude, I love Duncan Trussell. He's I, just I, so funny. I, I haven't seen the the show, but like, I've, oh, I you gotta watch him. the show. It's only like eight eight episodes right now, and it's just a brilliant concept because it's just a podcast and a show. There's all sorts of shit happening at the same time, right? And then he's just like, there's all kinds of stuff happening in the background, and at the same time, like he's there. You know, he's really like he's there in that moment, doing what he needs to do. But at the same time, he's having this amazing conversation, and like I've had so many conversations that are like that. It's just like you walk and talk with people and it's just like yeah 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 you really connect and that's what the show is about it's amazing dude even it's about being in the present yeah like be like the best way i i i can describe presence is like you know you you kind of exist simultaneously with i mean you do simultaneously exist but like the perception it's kind of like if you're if your body existed but you're 
your your thoughts did not you know they were just like coming through and that you were just like the channel through which you know it was coming through but you were part of the whole if that makes any yeah. sense like of course it, it is very you're always a part put into every moment you're a part of it right now you're a part of it maybe what i'm saying is a part of it you know it's a song I mean, all of it is a part you know, of it song. right i think yeah. like uh, a great thing one of my friends said one to uh, once to me is like um I was creating some, I was playing around with a guitar. I was making some songs, right? And then, um, or I was trying to like, I was playing around with some different chords or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, maybe our purpose is to add to the totality of knowledge that exists on this universe, you know? And mm-hmm. knowledge exists on different, very different, um, I guess, subshells, right? Like knowledge exists across, across, uh, across the universe in different uh, categories, right? You can actually, like, if you write a single piece of poetry, you actually, you add to the total, to, total amount of poetry that exists on the universe, you know, okay. regardless of if it gets published or not, regardless of anyone reads it or not. Regardless of planet? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and, and then that knowledge can just be out there for people to turn into wisdom. Right. And, and that happens. Well, people look for so that much. knowledge too. People mm-hmm. look for that knowledge a lot of places where they look psychedelics for that knowledge. Uh, but it exists. It all exists. And if you come from a spiritual family, spiritually inclined and spiritually connected family, mm-hmm. you'll realize that it's always been there. It's, and that's what happens at the end of your life is that you're just constantly in this flow because it's all you desire. And then at the end of the day... Oh, I think I lost you. Well, yeah, I think Zach. <laughs> I think I lost Zach. Come back, man. Well, I think his internet connection uh, kind of left left us for a second. But um, yeah, I do feel like these experiences that we have um, are universal. You know, everybody kind of kind of deals with these experiences of presence and you know, uh, growth challenges. And so I, I just think it's important that, you know, we pay attention to, to these things because it's, it's important. It's all part of it. Um, and, you know, having friends like Zach really helps because, you know, he, you know, we can discuss these ideas over a long period of time and, you know, it never gets boring. I always learn something new and, you know, I just enjoy talking to him. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, oh, maybe he's back. Is he back? Hey. Hi. Hey. 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 Sorry, I lost you there for a second. No worry. We'll just edit yeah. it. No, no, it, it was recording the entire time, so it's fine. Like I, I was just talking. It was recording and, the entire time. Yeah, I was. I was. It lost me for some reason. Maybe my uh, internet. It's fine. It's fine. I, I had a little. I, I said some nice things about you. Well, uh, yeah. I don't need to hear. Them. <laughs> <laughs> you will. You will. When 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 it goes live. So. One day. Yeah. Oh yeah, when it goes live. Uh. So. Yeah. You go on. Yeah, so I was just like telling uh, telling the listeners that you know these these ideas of growth and openness and you know resilience are they're, they're they're universal they're important you know of oneness you know and so it, it truly shows us that you know like if, if you're open to these conversations it it brings it grows more ideas from like you know it it, it conceives more ideas to the other people right that you can benefit from change. In, in, a, in a way that's like perspective change mm-hmm. is that it would reinforce whatever you know already or it will change your perspective for the better i don't mm-hmm. think there's any 
I don't think there's any negative to change. And that's what, like, we were talking about risk-taking, families who are risk-taking. Mm-hmm. Like, there's risk-taking. There's, like, having faith and things. And it's, it's, it's something we've lost, I think, over time because we don't travel on donkeys for thousands of miles to get to, oh, true. Yeah, to, yeah. to, to university, you know, or something like that. Uh, or, or the like fact that we get to go like, to university, you know, like that's yeah. that's huge. Hey, I don't like how the, it's so expensive, and that's deterring people from going. And uh, I mean, a lot of people in Canada go to university, like ninety percent or something of Ontarians, maybe more. Don't go and or go. Go go to okay, university. Okay, that, that's an incredible statistic, actually. It's incredible statistic. Yeah, yeah. Very incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it's just become part of the norm here. It's like become mm. part of the culture too. Uh, but sometimes it it deters people to go because of costs so they stay home and they don't end up like flying the coop i'm a big advocate for flying the coop i think it's the best way to grow it's the only way to grow mm-hmm. uh i mean you can love your family and support your family but like to really truly gain perspective at a very fast rate it's like get out get out to the world i think it's like exposure therapy right like the more you expose mm-hmm. yourself like you know like uh, our anxieties can have like a can have can stagnate us and also it can amplify itself like right. a positive feedback loop right so yeah the, the 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 cure to that is is to face it is to face whatever is coming your way because the sooner you face it the better it's going to be the less resistance you're going to have and then you know like you have to know where you are in order to get somewhere you know you can't you can't mm-hmm. navigate a map without knowing where you are you know mm-hmm. so i think it's, mm-hmm. it's just important to have like like you said like to put yourself in that situation like you know, like I, I did something like the craziest thing I've ever done is like I, I backpacked across Japan with my with my uh, wow. two of my buddies last year. And wow. we kind of went on a on a whim. Like I, I just had some money saved up, not too much. We had uh, yeah. we were just like staying in hostels and stuff. And yeah. the three of us like met up in Japan from three different parts of the world. Right. So uh-huh. like, it was, it was kind of <laughs> incredible. Amazing. It's yeah. like incredible when you see somebody that you know in a different situation and place. It's like mm-hmm. such a good feeling. And like we all met up, like you know, we planned it and everything, and we we're like, yeah, we're gonna stay there for 15 days, whatever. And I've never, I've never traveled by myself uh, outside of the country. So wow. um, I've I've flown a lot of times domestically, but you know, I I, I never went through immigration or whatever that you know the stuff that you have yeah. to do outside, you know, and. So I just booked the the flight on a on a whim just because uh, unfortunately someone I knew from high school passed away like two weeks before I booked my flight oh. and he was like our age and that kind of affected me in a way it just kind of like reassured me that life is now you know there is no there's yes, no life waiting, is now right? it's the best thing about this virus right life right. is now like life don't think now. about it don't don't fucking be happy for the future don't mm-hmm. be happy for the past like see what you have now. And don't have to be happy either. You could be sad. You could be angry. I, th- I think the goal shouldn't be to be happy. I think the goal should be to find something no that, should. you know, that is true. There is no should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, that was a crazy experience for me wow. just because like I did that. And then, you know, a, a place where I didn't know the language or the people or anyone for that matter. Yeah. Ooh, but the rough. amount of growth I got that from those 15 days is, is exponential. Like I can't learn that in my yes. classroom. I can't. No. You know, I wish more classes were experiential and I'm sad for summer term now and that's online now because there's some good field courses that I took that were oh, really good. I'm sorry, man. That's, that's okay. I, I'm not in school this summer. Yeah, it just sucks for the other people. I'm so lucky. Like, I'm graduating, so I still have some time to for them to figure it out. But uh, I'd also, I also didn't graduate this term. You know, I have a lot of friends who graduated and you graduated. It's just mm-hmm. uh, but 
disheartening when you when you suddenly break off like that. But remember that it, this is part of the journey. None of it is separate from what it's oh, supposed yeah. to be. You know, none of it right. is. Thanks for reminding. You know, yeah. Like, I, I think there's something to be said about kindness uh, to yourself, and mm. like I, I just look mm-hmm. at look at my. You have grade to grade. love yourself. I understood that this year is that you have to love yourself mm-hmm. in order to love others. Hundred percent, hundred percent. If you, if you cannot love yourself, then then you kind of project your neg- negativity outwards you know and you have a, a lot of insecure people are uh and you know i, I do this sometimes too like i, I don't i don't want to claim to be perfect mm-hmm. where you know i have insecurities and i i do have i do project my negativity sometimes especially if i'm in, under a very stressful situation but it's right. about it's not about being perfect i think it's about catching it when you can and then yeah, being aware being aware of it yeah like uh, so what happens then um like with my with my anxiousness or uh, so what happens with your self insecurity between yourself? Like, are you ever feeling that you don't appreciate yourself? What happens when you love others when you don't love yourself? Um, I think a lot of it ends up being uh, dishonest. You know, is the best way to put it. Where like there's there's a superficial level of love that I'm you know exerting. You know, like I'm trying to be happy for this person, but obviously, uh, yeah, there's something within me that's not allowing me to be there, right? And I've maybe I've learned, it's jealousy, maybe it's yeah. Uh, uh, I, I find that a lot of our interactions are transactional, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. or there, I don't know if it's the system, I don't know if it's biology, maybe a bit of both, nature nurture, but I find that you know we live in uh, like you know reciprocity, like you know, uh, I'll I'll be nice to you, so you're nice to me, you know? Yeah, transactional based. Right? It's, it's part of the market economy we've grown like, up in. You're making someone uh, the means to an end means to an end you know mm-hmm. kindness so, goes a long way it's so nice to see kindness in, in the the city it was and the easy biggest Waterloo, form of like altruism mm-hmm. yikes, yikes, yikes. the biggest form of altruism that i found is like uh it's actually for my mom man i was like she was praying but in her prayer she was praying for every human on the planet wow and i was like that's so that's so grand and I'm that I'm here, so you know. That is so grand. That is everyone. Like you're gonna pray for everyone, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. And uh, I think it'll only take a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, but she was just like she was just like save everyone from COVID nineteen, and you know, yes. and like yeah. g- give everyone blessings. And I was like, yeah. Sometimes know, it's not like save everyone from COVID nineteen, but mm-hmm. but please give mercy on them. All right. Because strength strength is valuable, man. To have that kind of. Uh, like, I, I, I truly think having, being altruistic like that, it, it's a skill to be marveled at, you know? Like, it's, it's hard. It, it is truly difficult to be selfless, you know? Like, we have, you know, we have, we have narcissistic tendencies within ourselves, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Like, I don't know, maybe Buddha or, you know, Jesus, Muhammad, like, powerful men that were able to, uh, powerful men and women that were able to kind of hone in their narcissism and be fully giving you know but yeah. at least i struggle with this sometimes when that happens like, sometimes they say it's god who's through, who's working through them because it just mm. it's such an immense level of uh dedicate of, of submission Oops. like they say jesus christ you know he took on the sins of everyone you know yeah. and i can't even take on my own sins so uh-huh. <laughs> right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is some truth to that right like it's like yeah you know maybe strength is is a virtue that we should you know aim towards yeah like it 
I mean, these are just things to like talk about, think about, and um, mm, yeah. the more you ponder these ideas, I think the more you can apply it to your real life. And I think that's what this podcast is about. I that's think what it's it, for. Yeah. Spread, I think I just spread, spread knowledge. perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have to get better at storytelling if we want to really mm-hmm. uh, get a good podcast. Storytelling is such a skill and it's like, I don't have it. I don't have it as much. I have but it more I, than other I people. I think you can work on it though, right? Like I you, owe it, of course. Something you need stories to tell stories, right? That is true. I have <laughs> so, so many stories. But I just, I'm like, the presentation is where I, I fail because I usually take these like long pauses mm-hmm. where I'm just like, and then they kind right. of like, and people sell, uh, people's um, uh, attention spans have been reducing. And I've noticed oh, it. For sure. You know? Mine has, mine has. Like if something isn't loading on the internet for like two seconds, I'm like, I have to refresh, refresh the page. It's like it must <laughs> yeah, be something. Yeah. When like in t- the 2000, it was like, no, it was pretty normal to wait. Like yeah, you had like seconds, 30 seconds dial up internet. You could hear the ringtone in the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. And it happens in a lot of ways. Instant gratification now that with like we can stay at home, get whatever we oh, want. Oh, dude! Instant gratification fucking... comes in, comes through so many different portals now. You have mm-hmm. if you if you want to mm-hmm. date people, there's Tinder, mm-hmm. right? It's this it's is com- a big you know conversation. This is a big discussion yeah. that has to be had. Um, on again, it's freedom, right? Isn't it freedom? It, it is freedom. It's the F yeah. word. Yeah, it is the F word. Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, was to continue my story about the trip um it's so funny because it did it did all happen in such a succession that it was mm-hmm. meant to be i was reading uh some kerouac and the uh, uh if you're familiar with on the road or uh the beat generation or any of the poets and um, i've heard about the beat generation but i'm not too familiar with it to be honest okay so well i was enlighten me in Vancouver, I was reading it, and uh, my cousin showed me it. And actually, it was Spotify who recommended me a, a poem uh, that That's I listened to wow. quite a bit. I'll send it to you. And uh, it's, yeah, please do. Yeah, it just I was like, I was looking at my cousin. He lived just like a few blocks away from me, actually, fortunately, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to his place, and I said, like, "Have you heard this?" He's like, "Yeah, you don't know like Jack Kerr. You don't know the beat. You don't know on the road. You know, it's like the it's sort of the book that defined that generation." Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought, I purchased it at a bookstore and started reading it. To this day, I'm still seven pages from the end. Wow! I don't want to finish it because mm-hmm. not because I liked it, because because it was just a lot. It was just like it's a fucking travels. It's he goes from he goes from New York mm-hmm. down through Denver to San Francisco. Then he goes from San Francisco. I used to memorize this, but but now I've lost it because it's a big jump, mumble jumbo. His his travels, he go across the states like multiple mm-hmm. times, and uh, and after this, I was very inspired by it. I was very inspired by the book and by what the beats stand for and whatever beat poetry is. And I got to learn a little more about him. Then I went over to school, and I was uh, back in Waterloo, and I was part of this course, uh, this economic planning course. Mm-hmm. I take urban planning. <clears throat> And um, excuse me. It was actually really good. It was telling me a lot about. I went to the I went to the classes that was I was meant to be there for, and mm-hmm. it taught me a lot. Of, actually, still to this day, I think about it. It's just because of that course, and it was, um, you know, Canadian economics, something that's like really it follows the U.S. and uh, it's very. It's like it's a very influential, I think, politics. That's it's really important to understand because it's like what our society was built on now. Mm-hmm. So after learning that, I was like, you know, I'm not really down to do all this work. So I was like, I was in 
I was at a friend's birthday party. I just happened to be there sitting next to this girl who I knew from my residence. And uh, she, I was telling her about the beats and, and I was telling her like, you know, I learned about, you know, these characters who just like went out and pretty much did what I did when I went over to Vancouver the first time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I heard about him. I know about him because I'm taking a course this year with Daniel Braddon. And he's doing, uh, he's teaching this course about the beats and about Eastern philosophy. And I was like, no way. Like I have to join this course. And my phone was at 1%. And I, on that 1%, I went on to Quest, dropped the economic planning course, enrolled in that. And it it's was incredible, totally, man. Wow. It's, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. And yeah. so that class was the best class I've ever taken in university or any my whole life. And it's this guy was passionate about the beats and he kind of collected, he was passionate about poetry and Japanese arts. And, oh man. Uh, Whenever a professor collected. is like super passionate about what they're mm-hmm. teaching, the quality Changes of education all. is incredible. Like it's, yeah. it's exponentially better. You know what yeah. I mean? If the person that's really why teachers are the most teaching. important job, it's one of the mm-hmm. most important jobs and it has been valued for a long time. I just think, yeah, I think you could use some improvement nowadays in the public system, even private. I think the issue is like in, with incentivizing the wrong thing, you know, like on yeah. the folly of getting one thing, you get the other thing, right? Like you, mm-hmm. like, like in university of Waterloo, um, you know, you have professors who are researchers. They're not. They're not professors. The lecturer is not their first job. Mm-hmm. So and their their vision's different than you know someone who's like uh, you know just wants to teach, for example, right? Like, yeah, exactly. This guy wanted to teach, and he did teach. He went to Japan, taught taught courses in literature and poetry, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, this, he kind of knows a few of the characters too. He's kind of well connected, and um, he was able to bring in so many artifacts and so many little handouts that I learned so much from. Then I learned about. Uh, the Zen lunatics of Japan who kind of inspired the beats in the first place because mm-hmm. Allen Ginsberg and about them and Guy, Gary Snyder is another character uh, sort of Pacific Northwest uh, beat who uh, is quite connected to like biocentrism and all that idea. Uh, he's one of my favorites and he worked on um, well, the work with that had to do with the poetry of the Zen lunatics and they were these regular men who left society who left their families, left their jobs. This is a thousand years ago and goes up to the mountains into the Buddhist monastery, but, you know, kind of avoided the Buddhist monastery too, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And they just lived out in the mountains just because they found it. It was more, it was them, it was them being in the present. It was their calling. That's, that's really fascinating, man, because um, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone knows how difficult that is to just think you know, like about, you know, to, to like sit down with your thoughts, man, that's difficult, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of skill, a lot of, um, patience to get to the point where you can yeah. actually, from the examples we know of people who meditate or uh, even Jack Kerouac, I, one of the books that I really enjoyed was this called the Dharma Bones. And, uh, it's his maybe it's his fourth book or something. And, uh, it's pretty short too. And he just goes and, and, and meditates a lot. And, um, he goes out to the Northwest uh, Washington Cascade mountain range and he goes and becomes a fire ranger, but he's situated on the top of a mountain and true story. And uh, he just is stuck with himself. Like there's nobody and it's just him meditating. And what we know from people who practice that is that they actually do develop the skill that we all look for. And so that's what, that's why we should practice. That's like, we know like Buddha did what he, he, he just left with his own thoughts. Thus he 
it became a lane. And so that's yeah. what I did when I traveled. I was by myself, but I was, you know, and traveling by yourself is so worth it. So worth it. I've never done that. So I think maybe that's like the next, next uh, yeah. move is to travel oh, it's by great. myself. Yeah. You also meet people. It's not like you're alone because I thrive in people. I thrive right. in people. So I've made a lot of friends. And that's incredible, man. Like I, I'm always inspired. Uh, I mean, like we weren't really in touch over the past few years, but mm-hmm. I, I, when I, when you did tell me about uh, your story uh, back in March, Mm-hmm. Um, we did meet up at that uh, at my at our mutual friend's house. Mm-hmm. You like it, it kind of inspired me because you know you were there. You know we were both talking about these ideas, and I felt like the ideas were kind of free flowing. Uh, yeah, and we it, were the same. We were the same people that day. Like it's like it's like hello self, and we just yes, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we were definitely at the same wavelength, and I remember each other's sentences. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. We did that that, that day. I mean, I, I acquired a lot of knowledge from that day that I just kind of kept. Uh, and it wasn't just you, I think. Uh, uh, we Before had then. some other friends mm-hmm. that were there too. And uh, I think uh, they, they kind of influenced, you know, what I was thinking at the time. And, you know, Alan Watts came out and uh, oh, yeah. a lot of these ideas that... He's connected to the beats yeah. too. Right, right, right. And um, these these thinkers, man, like it's it takes a lot of energy to be open. It takes a lot of energy to think. It takes a lot of energy to articulate what you're thinking, right? Like as I'm getting older, I'm understanding that the greatest skill I have is reading and actually actually yeah. learning how to read because reading That's is amazing. difficult. So you know? difficult. You know? You come to the age like my dad and he says, I can't read. He just submits and he says, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. And he can do audiobooks, but he, he just doesn't get himself to do it. And all I have to do is just do it, right? Like you said before, it's the hardest part is starting mm-hmm. to create something from nothing. I mean, we've been listening longer than we've been reading, right? So like oral yeah. traditions of life kind of like of, of biology kind of are still, mm-hmm. or I guess mm-hmm. it's like the social context of it kind of keeps getting passed on. And um, like that's that is why, a great skill. That is a great right. skill. I regret ha- not having that skill. But to have that uh, oratory skills are like you know being able to articulate to have uh, a huge array of words, for example, to use, right? Like like Orwell says, you know, if you if you take away words, you take away thoughts, you know, because yeah. without the words, you can't think. If you don't have the you words, take away. Then, yeah, that's true. That's true. But so, in some sense, I I argue that the thoughts are within us and we don't have to mm. use words to think uh i think it's do. more to like communicate when you to learn other language people, exactly you know? yep. exactly that's exactly what it's for and that's why it's important mm-hmm. it's very important and it's powerful man it's powerful to have language as a as a as an asset as like a skill set right like it if is anything it is a skill set. like i, I think some presidents were so charismatic and they're so the leadership right. uh or people so like rapport um, and like so much even uh, some when like Charlie Chaplin, who never spoke, but he came out with a speech in The Great Dictator, mm-hmm. it was like, wow. Yeah, it, it, it is something to marvel at, right? Like, it's like a, a, a skill that leaders would have, right? Like, yeah, it is. Like, traditionally. They need, they should need it, right? yeah, traditionally. You would need someone to convey the message, right? The messenger, if you will, right? Someone who can, you know, ha- someone who has the tools in order to make sense of what Yeah, and if we don't value that, that's a, it's a little sad. It's a little sad. We obviously don't because was Stephen Harper a good lead, uh, like good speaker, mm-hmm. or is Trump a good speaker? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, definitely, you know, like if if we were to naturally choose leaders, I mean, like you know, in a in a bio, I mean, every setting is natural, tribal way, a tribal in a way, tribal yeah. Set? yeah. Um, it would. I mean, it, it 
pro- we would probably value different skills at that point, right? Because you need direction or you're going to die. So, like, if, if you need someone, like, that's for example, doing crisis, why you, are you, right? This is happening? Yeah, well, that, we do have crises, is it, crises right. and it's still, we're still in a way since uh, tribal. Like, we're, we're, we, since we know from COVID, is that we are subject to the environment. We are the environment's puppet. And right. we need to be conscious of that. Right. And I think you have to respect that as well. You have to respect that, you know, you yeah. are, you are here and then you are not like a lot of my ego kind of died with the pandemic because I realized wow. like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not as strong as I thought I was, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if there's a house and if the foundation is kind of wonky mm-hmm. and if there's like subtle pressure, the house is going to collapse, you know, like, <laughs> So you, you need to have a strong foundation. You need to like build on yourself. So like these are just kind of cues that I got from like my experience of uh, COVID-19. And I picked that up. You have a foundation in every sense. You need to have foundation in mm. a tribe, in a city. You need, and that foundation often is the ones who have energy, like mm. the youth or students or people who are driven and passionate. Right. So those are the, that's the foundation of your, mm-hmm. of your society. Yeah, man, these are these are interesting ideas. Like, I, I definitely want to, like, as this podcast goes along, I, I don't know what, which direction I'm taking it or what's going to happen with it. I'm just mm-hmm. going with the flow at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I just want it to be way. out there. You know, I just want to create. And this feels like I'm we're creating, right? So we're mm-hmm. sharing mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if it's not for anybody, you can look back at it in the future. It's just going to be better for exactly. you. Exactly. I would love to listen to this uh, conversation again, right? Like, it's like yeah. giving other people an insight to my mind. Because I, I truly believe we're more alike than different. You know what I mean? Like our, our, yeah. our similarities are way larger than our differences. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that goes for every person. It goes for everything. Right. No, exactly. I mean, I mean in general, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why from common experiences, you can actually take out a lot. And that's why I love listening to other people's stories. You know, I, I've, I've fallen in love with this podcast format. And I've been thinking about it since 2018. I've been thinking about it too. <laughs> yeah. I always thought I'm going to have a podcast. You should start your I own. Love, you I know I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. It took. It only took a pandemic for me to start it. So well, like, for know. me, I think I just want to like get there and do my thing. Uh, my thing is a little bit in the works right now, but it's mm-hmm. sort of starting a business. And I think once I get that going, if that is the thing, mm-hmm. again these things come to me and then I categorize them and I direct energy towards them. So if it doesn't happen, I'm not attached. I'm not attached to any of these things. I say, oh, I want to start a podcast. Oh, want... it's just part of my personality. Some people are like this. It's like I can I enjoy doing everything, every little thing. And that's pretty. That's amazing, man. It's it's kind of like you have. Um... And if I don't do it now, I'll do it later. You know, starting a business isn't like your end all be all. Sometimes it is, but it's just another thing. It's just another way. To make I think money. when you're children, like I always, I always believe that humans are multifaceted, right? Like I, I yeah. think I look at someone like Childish Gambino, right, or Donald Glover, for example, and you know, he's yeah. an actor, rapper, comedian. Uh, whatever yeah. you know producer writer yeah. singer and you know these like, great people are yeah. there's all these different hats right and then you have well like, you know i don't know leonardo da vinci for example right mm-hmm. and then you know all these renaissance men or women mm-hmm. right and then right. i i look at that and i draw so much inspiration from that it kind of it inspired me to like for example you can be a podcaster i also make music on the side like you don't you don't let one identity consume you you know what I mean? Like maybe everything goes towards a singular point, like a singular goal, but it is oh, which you. is that you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess that is yeah. that is the end point, right? 
But I mean, like, uh, for me, I have this idea that I want to, my, my greatest goal in life is to add to totality of human knowledge and experience. I like that. Yeah. And I'm doing that through different forms. So I'm, and, I want to study medicine because it's something that I'm truly passionate about, like sciences and understanding the human body because it's, it's magnificent, awesome. right? It is to me. And so that's like one way of doing it. I acquire knowledge. I help out people in the way. And maybe I, 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 have, I have wild dreams and we can discuss them later on in different episodes. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but um, I'm also doing music and I want to add to the totality of music that exists, this podcast, these ideas. Like there's mm-hmm. so much to do and so much to share that um, I, I truly feel like all of my hats that I'm wearing mm-hmm. kind of uh lean towards the same purpose you know I, all of all of it is aiming upwards and it's just complementing each other right like yeah, when i was learning piano and i was learning guitar at the same time each instrument helped me exactly translate. you're on your way you're on your way Michelle. thank you and man. you're not going down it's just gonna be <laughs> it's just gonna be the way it is because you practice you put discipline you put effort that's just how it is people need that understanding that it'll happen and they need that faith I truly believe faith is, is huge, man. I think like if you if you believe, you can truly achieve. Like I, I, yes. you can manifest anything that you think is possible. You know what I mean? The mindset. Yeah. And when is, your all mind is mindset. limitless like that, mm-hmm. when your mind is limitless like that, it's so easy to. And I I am like that. I'm, whenever something like an idea comes to me, I'm excited. I'm like more childlike, you know. And, and that you is are. Important. You have that naive quality to you, like very curious. Um, and I really admire that. I, I appreciate I think that's the goal. that. You know. I've met people who are even more childlike than me, and it's just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. They're like so happy-go-lucky. Even sometimes I just complain all day. I like to rant, you know, and I just like rant, and it's like it's not it's not it's not positive energy, but mm-hmm. and I need to work on it. But some people are just like in the moment fully, and they're just like loving it. Especially on BC, I find that in Vancouver, oh, just like the life there is they, so nice. They've had like I have I have this theory about the ocean, right? Like if yeah, you live the by ocean. the ocean, that that will humble you more than anything. I think yeah. two things maybe. And you're right? also the, you're also looking at the mountains always. In Vancouver. Right, right, right. So are, the mountains and the ocean, like two grandiose things that that are just in your face, and you realize mm-hmm. the vastness of life. You mm-hmm. realize like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how much you know minute things don't really matter that much when you're My God, yeah. grand scale right and i always says like like come on like people we're just a little floating rock going around the sun, mm-hmm. around the sun. for whatever deal? reason the third third rock from the sun decided to have life which is why we also i think we let's do another podcast on this next topic but it's something about disattachment disattachment to the to the world mm-hmm. uh, especially in the age of climate change and uh you know bad politics and inequality well you know with with the with capitalism you know we we have surplus of items right you can buy an iphone whenever you want you know but the the negatives of it is like we are destroying our mental health and we are destroying our planet you know yeah as we're we're taking everything you know if everyone on the planet had to live at the quality of life of an american for example the average american Mm -hmm. you would need seven earths to extract all the resources that are required right so Mm -hmm. we have kind of gotten and it's not saying that the earth is not bountiful the earth can the earth can, can but just have, like can anything so right like people. if you degenerate faster than you regenerate you're gonna have net mm-hmm. loss you know and like that's just the same with the human body right when you have yeah uh when you have injuries right like if you are like even our, our cells right they replicate right and after a certain period of time they can't replicate as fast as they die right so then you have right. net loss so it kind of in a grand scale of things, if you look at the earth as, as an organ, organism, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of reflects the same principle 
right? And that, that's, that's beautiful that you can find it in the micro, like cellular level. Yeah. And yeah. in the macro as well, right? So Yeah, like in a community right. of people. Community, the word community comes from like... All these, Common unity? It has the... That, I don't know about the origin of the word. That's interesting. But uh, no, I mean, it's still used in ecology communities. Used, used, used oh, right. There's a definition for it. species. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. So I want to talk about that in another episode. Uh, and also the, also the understand, like the inner, I think every, every episode, you know, it has like a, it's almost, it's almost the, the inner because it's like, it's going to have the content and it's going to be the science and also like the, the experiential stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be like, introspective stuff what are you going to do with your mind when you go to sleep you know or when you right, go right. sit alone at home are you going to dwell in the world and be sad mm-hmm. or are you going to just you know rise from that and say like i'm not attached and there's a bit of spiritual aspect in that so it's material and spiritual i think i think we Love have a lot hate. of uh yeah it, it comes back to that duality it always it always comes back to that duality and yeah you know, and, and it's not one or the other it's both it's not one or the other exactly it's it's both you know within each other you know what i mean like it's not yeah it's not uh it's not it's not separate from each other um but yeah man i think we have lots to talk about um soon i i I just want to get this podcast off the ground and i i want to thank you for like you know going through the growing pains with me because i uh yeah you know it took a while to set it up people are gonna know that when we say hi how are you that it's not (laughs) it was rehearsed you know it was (laughs) it was fake news (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we clearly no problem man i love this I, i've always wanted to and uh yeah we'll, we'll talk off the air about like when um you know you'll be traveling or whatnot and then we'll we'll definitely meet soon yeah i leave pretty soon 25th yeah. going on another trip i didn't even explain but i'm going camping pretty much the whole way to vancouver and then do you stay, so, stay safe you know like uh i will times, I will. times are difficult right now so you know yeah keep i will stay and um yeah man i think there's lots of lots more to talk about you know just the beginning i i i don't know how i'm gonna like follow this up with like a solo episode you know after this maybe <laughs> uh interview somebody else man that's what i thought you were gonna do yeah, yeah. i mean like uh yeah i mean I, I had ideas of just like converting my my blogs to like an audio format i mean i, I talked about oh, right. these ideas here already today well it's, it's never harm there's no harm in like in discussing the topics of your blog right because it's right, right. two different perspectives right right so maybe that's that's what it is right yeah yeah what what do you think we should title this this should be Uh, just this one yeah episode one sleep Uh, on it sleep on it no you're asking me to sleep on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'll come up with it tomorrow all right all right perfect all right thank you man uh thank you for your time thank you for your ideas man thank you for your love i I really appreciate it and uh yeah I'll, i'll see you soon then take care okay okay take care man yes uh all right i'll so how I'll just and, stop uh, the recording. Be present. You too, man. Be here now. You know? Mm-hmm. Be here now. Take care, brother. Bye.